Welcome to the Registered Investment Advisor Podcast, where financial services marketing expert Seth Green interviews experts, executives, and top producers to share can't-miss tips on how they successfully manage their financial service firms, grow their businesses, create great relationships, and influence the industry. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the RIA podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing my friend, Chris Fleming from LPF Advisors. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Glad to be here, Seth. Thanks for having me. Of course. So let's go back in time a little bit. How'd you get back? How'd you get in the industry in the first place? Well, yeah, it's a, kind of a wild story, but, and you and I have talked that's, about that's this That's why I've asked. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, went to college, didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was bartending and teaching scuba diving lessons during the day. And a recruiter for a large uh, national firm used to come in and she said, hey, you'd probably be good at what I do. Why don't you come in and interview? And uh, I did that and they hired me. I didn't have any prospects or natural market or anything. Nobody that I knew that would probably be a ideal client, but started from there and worked my way up. And the rest, as they say, is history. Well, the longer version is obviously uh, in the first book that you wrote, if not in more places. So talk a little bit about how the origin of LPF. Yeah. So at that large uh, national firm, I met my uh, two business partners. And so we all worked there together. And then uh, we decided that we wanted to kind of break off from there. First, having our own location that was separate from where everyone was centralized and then later we decided that um, independence uh, was a big thing for us. And there was a lot of opportunities, not only for us, but also for options for clients. And so we wanted to have uh, those choices. And we wanted to be able to tell clients that we were looking at their situations from a objective standpoint, um, as far as product offerings and things of that nature. And so that's why we broke off and, and went independent. That was back in 2004. And obviously, you picked an interesting time. Um, I went independent in 07, as you know. So mm-hmm. you left a couple of years. You went independent a couple of years before the subprime bubble burst. I went the year it burst, right. um, which is a great time to start a business, yes. especially when right. you want all their client, all your clients to move their money all at once. And yeah. they go, well, let me see how the market does. I'm like, that's got nothing to do with me being able to pay right. my rent. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what a lot of them thought is in a lot of cases, you they thought you had to, they had to sell out. Of what they were invested in, which wasn't true. They could just right. transfer that in kind and stay invested if that was the right thing for them to do. Um, but yeah, you know, we're in a we're in kind of financial uncertainty right now. And um, I was just joking with my business partner. This is like the fourth or fifth big downturn we've had since we started in the business. You know, what's the terrible thing of the day or du jour? And you know, th- what doesn't change is is that. The clients want us to hold their hands and they want to make sure that everything's going to be okay. But what causes the crisis or the downturns and how long they last and how long the recoveries are, those are always different. So we're finding right now that this is where we provide the most value to people, where we're the most helpful in helping them avoid the really big, bad decisions that they can make um, during these times and reassuring them that this too shall pass and things will get better and you will be okay. Of course, because, you know, right now they want to sell everything. Then they miss the upturn because they yes. don't buy back in because they're waiting for it to be all over before they buy back in. And then they miss the whole ride back up. Yes. Well, and uh, you bring up an interesting point because with recessions, as you know, usually the market goes down before the recession starts. 
and then it leads the the economy out of the recession. It's a leading indicator. So to wait until some sign that things are better, I don't know if that's a headline or if someone that they trust other than us says that sure, it's so, You know, on CNBC, they tell you that yeah. it's over. I don't know if, what the sign is. They, but they all have lots happens. of qualifications. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, if they're going to make that decision, which is usually not in their best interest, it's certainly their money. But then they also need to make the decision as to when they think that they should get back in, because in most cases, I'm not advising that and it doesn't make sense for them to sell out. You're doing That's one of the big bad decisions you can make. So when things are low, um, guaranteeing the fact that you've done that at a low point. Absolutely. So who's an ideal client for LPF? Um, well, we work with the math. Well, a couple groups. One is the mass affluent. So these people that have enough money in order to afford to retire, but they don't have so much money that they can't worry about running out. And so we help them put strategies. There's some things that we do to help them, uh, one, stay invested and two, be positioned in a way that they've got a consistent place that they can get income from. And that um, when they do need money, there's a smart place to take it from if they have an emergency. And the risk that we're taking, if we're taking risks with their investments, those things are typically in buckets of money or accounts that we don't need right now that we'll need much later. So therefore, we can, if we go through a market cycle, we don't have to sell that stuff when it's down in order to give them income that they need. Um, we'll rely on that stuff later. Where their income's coming from is a more stable place or something that's not risk associated. Um, then the second category is what I would call money in transition. So this could be someone selling a business. It could be a divorce. It could be an inheritance. It could be um, coming into money from somebody that you are related to, but didn't know that they were going to give it to you. You've got to make some big decisions about that. You don't want to screw it up. Um, or it's a big change in your life. Retirement's another example of that, where you have a substantial amount of money that you haven't had control over before, and you don't want to mess up what you're going to do with it. So um, our services are all encompassing. So they're very comprehensive in nature from the standpoint of we cover a lot of areas, not just investing. Um, but we may start with that. But in a lot of cases, we're doing other financial things that aren't necessarily investment related. And what are some of the most common mistakes? I mean, we obviously mentioned the jumping off the roller coaster in the middle of the yeah. ride one already, but what yeah. are some of the other most common mistakes you're helping those folks avoid making? Yep. I think the ones right now that are big are um, people are looking at the social security claiming. So that can be a really bad decision depending on circumstances to take that early. So educating someone on when to do that and why waiting would make a lot of sense. Um, I think another one is, is feeling like they need to help either family members or friends out um, and loaning them or giving them money that for maybe good causes, but then that may cause them to be in a pretty bad situation from a longevity standpoint with their money. Um, and then the other one is, is just making sure that they have a good spending plan for retirement. I mean, people are living longer. It could last 30 to 40 years in some cases. So we want to help them avoid that big mistake, which is they, they spend too much money or they're not taking it from the right place. Or on the flip side of that, Seth, we also have people that grew up in that generation. They either had parents or were in the Great Depression. And so they have a real problem spending money. They think they have to hold on to it and they shouldn't spend it. So being able to liberate them and say, hey, you've got more money than you're ever going to need. You're not going to outlive it. Let's talk about some things that are important to you you could either do from a legacy standpoint or things you might want to do on your bucket list 
and let's have the freedom to spend that because everything's going to be okay. Now, how are those clients finding you? Let's talk a little bit about the business development, you know, marketing side. Yep. Obviously, like a lot of advisors, we get referrals from existing clients. Then we have some particular niches that we've developed either with industries or particular companies where we've become an expert in their benefits and what they need to do in order to retire. Um, and then another one is, is I've created some relationships. As you know, I do have a podcast. And so I've created some relationships with people uh, doing that podcast with professionals, other personal professional service providers, um, where we partner together and they've had clients that needed services that we provide. And we were be able to, to provide those to them through that relationship through the podcasting. So that's been fun. I get to interview people. I'm learning lots about those subjects. Um, and then organically, sometimes that does lead to a business relationship. So that's been cool. Talk a little bit about the team you've built at LPF. Yeah. So I have a, a business partner. We also have a advisor who is an employee salaried who's on a pathway to potential ownership. Um, we're in the process right now of finding seeing what we call a servicing advisor who would help us to serve clients in that capacity. And then we have six uh, support staff on our team, um, an office manager, a dedicated CCO. And then we also have a dedicated marketing person who all they do is marketing all those activities that lead up to a first appointment that they have with us. And you have overcome some bumps along the road um, with all the success you've achieved, not only for the business, but for the clients. Uh, what's your biggest challenge now? Um, I, I think, I mean, I, this was a common theme of people I talked to, I think hiring is really hard. We had to bring, we brought on a, an office manager. It took us twice as long as what I thought it would take. Uh, just a support person. We've had a really hard time. We've had some people start. And then within a couple of weeks, we realized this isn't a good fit and, you know, had to end that. Um, and then I've been looking for a competent servicing advisor. Um, somebody, well, they, in our case, they can't really be remote. But we've been looking for somebody for a year and a half, and I've interviewed some people. And you know that's a position that you don't want to get wrong. You can't screw that up. And so I think that's the biggest challenge right now is is filing competent people. And we're willing to pay them very competitively. We have what I think are a very good benefits offering, um, but it also has to be the right fit because these clients. I mean, we want to take care of them, and we don't want to have a person there that's not going to work out. Absolutely. Your passion's obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Well, the the stuff that I like best is um, the, the initial meetings with somebody and then helping them to understand that they what they want to do, they can accomplish. Um, and it is possible and that they have someone that's on their side that can show them how to do that um, and will be with them through good times and bad. Um, we don't change our service schedule we're over communicating during these times because this is when people need us the most. The other thing that I enjoy the most is helping people get through really hard decisions where maybe they feel like they have to go a certain way or decide a certain way, but we can look at that together objectively and base that decision on what's important to them and then maybe decide something different that was really in their best interest, but they only saw it one way because maybe they were being pressured or maybe they felt guilt because of someone that was influencing them. So when I make that impact, that to me is almost, well, it is more satisfying to me than, you know, having a good year in the, uh, in the markets or from returns. Sure. Cause we don't necessarily control that. 
So this is an industry show. So if we've got a potential servicing advisor for you listening, where is LPF located? Uh, We're headquartered in Sarasota, Florida. I think we're in the top 10 or 15 places either to retire or live. So that's a plug there. We have a really good beach. Um, uh, And that's where our headquarters are. And they can find information about us on our website, which is LPF, Larry Paul Frank, advisors.com. And uh, you can reach out to me and I'd be happy to speak with you. Awesome. Well, this has been Seth Green for the RIA show with Chris Fleming of LPF Advisors. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Yes, Seth. Great time as always. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time.